Welcome back to Strange Stories with the Seeker and the Skeptic. Today we have with us my cousin Mark Grindle. Mark is a psychic, psychic medium, shamanic Reiki practitioner, and the owner of Through the Bear's Eyes. Welcome to the show, Mark. We're really glad to have you here today. Thank you so much, Brittany. Thank you, Jonathan. Absolutely. So you are definitely a seeker. Um, and you said that you were a skeptic until about 18 years old. Um, and what ways were you kind of a skeptic back then? Well, it was actually about 18 years ago. Um, when I was young, I believed in ghosts and, and, and UFOs and things. Um, as I got older, I think I, I became a lot more skeptical of things. And okay. um, it wasn't until uh, 2004 when I had uh, my first uh, numerology uh, reading that uh, took me by surprise by how accurate it was. And um, from that point on, I, I just started getting more readings and getting more interested in spirituality and um, studying. And um, I'm here today. You know, I'm a, I'm a believer today. Yeah, Fully. for sure. I um I don't know much about numerology, but I had a reading done maybe two years ago, and it was one of the craziest experiences of my life. Like she was explaining me to myself, and I was like, like in words that I just like never had, but like as soon as she said it, it really resonated. So it's super interesting. It is really it it kind of opened my eyes up. Um, about ninety percent of it was accurate for me. Yeah. Um, and the more I looked into it, and I had different readings. Um, they have a lot of different readings online that you can get for free. So I did a bunch of different readings, and they more or less told the same story, and they they more or less kind of tell you uh, what's in store for your future a little bit. And um, it's very interesting to um, how the universe works like that with numbers. Mm-hmm. It is really interesting. I, it is, like I said, not something I know a ton about, but it's just fascinating, you know, to to learn about it and hear people talk about it. It's definitely interesting if you're getting the same or similar responses from different sources that always kind of, for me, makes me more likely to, to think there's two, something to a thing. Affirms it. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. So you now do your own um, psychic readings. How did you start opening up to those psychic abilities? Um, the psychic that I used to go to, uh, Bell Salisbury, who was also my teacher, uh, during one of the rings or, or two of the rings way back when, um, she said, uh, she mentioned that I had different abilities and stuff that I should look into it further. And of course, I kind of brushed him aside back then. And um, during one of the rings, she said, well, I could see you sitting in my chair someday. And I just remember laughing about it. Um, I really didn't wasn't that serious about it. And I decided when the uh, pandemic hit, to go back to take psychic, uh, psychic development and um, a mediumship course after that. And um, she offered that again the following year. And if you took it once and paid for it, you could take it again for free. So I sat in for the second year on it and um, really developed more and um, discovered that that was my path. So mm -hmm. I'm, I'm on my journey in, on, on that uh, direction. That's awesome. How do you typically like receive messages? Well, I'm really good at reading photos. Um, I can kind of uh, get inside a person's feelings. I think it uh, is a result of a lot of experience I've had, personal experience um, growing up. Um, I can feel the feelings that they have, and I can kind of, um, I, I kind of feel back in, into their uh, into their past and um, uh, kind of give them an idea what they what they've done and, and where they've been. Um, and that's my, probably my strongest gift is, is that. That's really interesting. Is it similar, like when you're face to face with a person or is it really, you're getting that information mostly from a picture? Um, I can pick up a lot from a picture. Um, I don't like staring at people. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like being stared at. So it's kind of hard person to person to get as much information like that. But if I'm starting to photograph, um, it just seems to come to me. Uh, the feelings that come to me and um, I just, I, I look through their eyes and I can just, uh, I guess I can see through their soul, see their soul. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh, clear sentient. Mm -hmm. That's my strongest ability that I have. 
It's very interesting. Everybody, everybody's gifts show up in different ways, you know, Mm -hmm. and have different methods for reading. And, you know, I'm just, I think it's really cool that yours is, you know, through, through a picture. And we all have these abilities too. A lot of people don't realize that, but we're all born with these capabilities. It's just a matter of if if you want to tap into it or or look into it further um, and develop uh, because you have to uh, really practice the same as you would like a musical instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you practice, the, the better you're going to get at it. Absolutely. More will come to you. Absolutely. I agree with that. Yeah. It's, you know, like anything, you know, it takes practice and, you know, you're, you're strengthening that psychic muscle for yourself by kind yes. of opening yourself up and, and I, and my belief system anyways, is you're communicating to the universe that you want to be open, you know? And so I think more things will come through if you have that willingness for it. Definitely. Yeah. You said that you had an experience after your mom passed. What was that experience? Um, I asked my mom for um, for a sign. You know, this was back in uh, 2011. And um, I wasn't, uh, I was pretty emotional about it, as you can imagine. Um, and uh, I remember it was on a Sunday. She passed away. I believe it was on a Tuesday or Wednesday. And I was home by myself in the basement working on some things. And I started hearing birds and I really didn't pay attention at first, but then they kept getting louder and louder and louder. And this was in February. And it got so loud that um, I came upstairs, I opened the door up and we have a great big um, blue spruce pine in our side yard. And this tree was full of hundreds and hundreds of birds. Um, I'd never seen anything like it before and, and nothing like it since. And as soon as I got there and opened the door up and acknowledged it, and I just kind of said, hi, mom, because my mom had a saying uh, when I was young, when she used to bust me and, and catch me doing doing wrong. Um, <laughs> she would say, uh, I would say, how would how'd you find that out? And her favorite expression was a little birdie told me. Mm-hmm. And uh, of course, she worked for the phone company for years. So she was a talker. And uh, um, that was her way of, of coming through and showing me the sign that, that she was OK. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a pretty amazing thing to see, especially in February, you know, just the right tree full of birds i mean for for me hearing that story there's so many things that just stand out of the time of year february that's not in new york you know you're not likely to see northeastern united states in february (laughs) that's that's way too cold for birds for sure right and and the fact that you you're saying like it's never happened before or since you know to me is like okay, there's something there. That is a sign, you know, how, I mean, that's how I explain it, but I don't know if the skeptic has any other explanations. Uh, I don't have explanations for anything. I just always (laughs) want more information, but I mean, I I definitely, you know, don't have an explanation for, I I, I spent about a week up in New York last uh, winter. um, And that I don't know how you guys do it. It it is, it is way, way, way cold. So that is wild to me, for sure. It's a different lifestyle, for sure. <laughs> it is. I I keep joking, like, you wouldn't know I was from New York because I'm always, compl- it's, I'm complaining about the cold here in Virginia. I'm like, I'm not one of those people who moves and is like, oh, I can handle the cold. I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> I never could. <laughs> yeah. So another really fascinating thing that you shared with us was um, something started happening to you every night. I, I think it was back in 2017. So tell us about that whole ongoing well, experience. I started feeling things in my bed and I started feeling things touching my head. Um, and at first I just kind of ignored it, I guess, and it just kept intensifying. And I, and I realized that I was awake when it was happening and it wasn't like, uh, um, I, I sleep in a water bed, so I could feel every little ripple. Um, you could throw uh, a pair of socks on the bed, and I'll know. You know, I'll, I'll wake up. It's, it's mm-hmm. that sensitive. And I started uh, feeling things on the bed and around the bed. And I got a camera, and um, I put the video camera up inside my bedroom one night. And I had a video I called Blizzard of Orbs, which I have on my YouTube channel. And there was um, hundreds of orbs in my bedroom, just flying around and flying down in and out of my bed. Um, 
it scared the crap out of me for a few days. I, I, I couldn't, uh, I, I couldn't go back up to the bed for a few days. Mm-hmm. And then I even noticed that even when I was sleeping downstairs, I slept on a cot for a couple nights and I still had things coming up um, around me and touching me um, during when I slept. And um, it goes on to this day and I got the whole explanation on, on my um, website. I, I don't know if you got a chance to look at it. Mm-hmm. But I kind of figured out, uh, at least to me, I know what it is. Um, it's all my dog spirits that are around me. And people might think I'm crazy when I say that, but I am I know. I feel them. I know. Um, I heard dog uh, chain jingles one, one night, the dog tags. And I felt a little whoop on, on the end of the bed. And I felt something crawling around. And that's how it kind of came to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I did uh, develop a little um, experiment I made a um, what I call an actuator pad out of a couple batteries and a flashlight bulb. And what it was is uh, a piece of um, poster board. And I had three strips of thin aluminum um, taped onto it to serve as a contact point. And I had mesh screen underneath it. And I um, electronically made it so when they touched, the light would light up. Mm-hmm. And I had it on my bed one night, uh, the first night i think the first night didn't work the second night um i got clear evidence on there and i put it up on my website too at that time my youtube channel as well oh that's really interesting for sure uh how long had you lived in that house before you started experiencing this um we moved in back in um let's see we've been here for 38 years this year we moved in on halloween of all oh cool (laughs) Um, and we were told the house was haunted when we moved in um, mm-hmm. one of the, uh, uh, people that knew the, uh, former people that lived here asked us if we had any visitors yet, you know, they were, and back then I wasn't really aware of that kind of thing. So I wasn't really looking for it. Um, but as the years went on, there was some, some bizarre things that did happen in the house that I couldn't explain. Um, I did hear footsteps over my head a few times and when nobody was else was in the house and I saw a door close right before my eyes that. It was a very heavy door and doesn't close on its own. Mm-hmm. And it closed just, just like somebody was closing it. Um, so a lot of things have happened around the house um, before this happened. Right. Now, was this around the same time that you were kind of opening up? No, I guess you said more towards the pandemic. Like, so it was a little bit before you were opening up to your psychic gifts or? Yeah, it, it, I think it was a wake up call for me. I think it was okay. spirit's way of, of getting my attention mm. and telling me, you know, it's, it's time, you know, you've got something, you've got a, um, a soul mission here to accomplish and you've got duties here. You've got to help others. You've got to teach others. Um, so I, I think it was just like a little push um, mm-hmm. in that direction. And when all these strange things start, start happening to me, of course, you know, I was just, fear took over for a lot of it you know at first um but after a while i, I started to uh, uh get some perspective on it and starting to realize uh what it was mm-hmm. so i'm i'm I, it still occurs every night you know in fact i call my dogs up a bit better every night um they all and, and when they when i call them up i can feel them coming up um wow. so I have no doubts about it, you know, that it's happening and it's a very comforting thing. Uh, I believe your pets never leave your side. Uh, the love is never broken. Um, they're just in a different dimension, mm-hmm. but they're still around you. Yeah, I can totally see how that would be comforting. I mean, it's so hard to lose, you know, a pet, you know, they're your, they're your babies, you know, and yes. to know like that love is right there with you. I think, I think that's beautiful. Do you still experience like the other kind of like things like the footsteps and and stuff like that? Is that still happening in your house? No, not really as much. Um, I think just because I'm so close with spirit now that Mm -hmm. it's not really a nothing's really a big deal anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, in in that aspect, as far as discovering anything or 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 feeling, I do see. I can occasionally see um, small orbs once in a while. Um coming and going mm-hmm. around the house i can do that with my bare eyes at times um and i can sense um energy sometimes um in the room but uh, uh that's kind of like a daily thing now for me you know it's just because my connection yeah yeah 
I mean, that makes a lot of sense. How do you make sense of, um, of ghosts, of spirits, you know, like, I'm trying to find the right question to ask people about this, but it's like, how do you see it working? Like, you know, why are they still with us? Like, what is like, kind of (laughs) the nature of that reality? I don't know. But like, how do you make sense of it? (laughs) I really think that um, they can see and they're still around us and they can see us and they can kind of guide us. Um, some of our relatives, I believe, are our guides, um, mm-hmm. part of our spirit team. Um, I just believe that they go, uh, I believe there's a heaven of, of sorts that, that people go to and um, that uh, um, they can be there. And at the same time, they can be um, in spirit with you. And I guess that's kind of the way I see it. Um, because they're, they can be anywhere. Once you're in spirit, you could be in more than one place, obviously. Yeah, I mean, that, that's interesting. Like, I mean, spirit is, you know, the belief system is like spirit is all around us. Spirit is us, right? So it's like, yeah, I mean energy doesn't really know time or space so but we're all we're all god we're all part of one we're all source we all Mm -hmm. come from source energy um we carry the um christ consciousness within us and um i think at some point in our life it gets activated and we start seeing uh, life from a different perspective uh from a more positive perspective from um a more place of uh, of love and not fear which is the mm-hmm. way it should be. Can you talk a little bit about Christ consciousness? Cause I don't, that's not something we've talked about on the podcast before. Um, Christ consciousness would be um, kind of uh, acting like Christ would um, loving everyone, uh, regardless of who they are, what they are. Um, and the belief in knowing that, all of uh, um how do i want to word this all the knowledge of the universe is within us and is at our fingertips and accessible um i mean i i don't know really how else to explain christ outside of that i mean you know christ is everything pretty much yeah so to you it's like this expanded level of consciousness where you're connecting in with Christ energy and and kind of the essence of love and and light okay being, being what what Jesus would would do the, you know I don't want to get into a religious thing because uh, um, you know how that goes but uh, <laughs> um, gee, I, I, I firmly believe Jesus walked this earth I don't fully believe everything that's in the Bible but I believe um, uh, Christ is still around us and um i believe in a lot of gods i mean i don't believe it's just in one religion i, I believe that there's uh there's a lot of truth in, in all of them mm-hmm. there's well, a lot of connected the, themes oh go ahead the, i mean the, the the point that a lot of people miss uh is is you know the the, the people who who wrote whoever the people are who wrote the books of bible and there's there's question about that and that's not this is not the time or place for that uh, those people also believed in lots of gods. You know, they they felt that theirs was the path they wanted to go down, but they also believed in lots of different things, for sure. And that kind of I think gets lost in translation, literally and figuratively, through these types of things over the course of centuries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Going back a second to talk talk about these experiences that you have whenever you encounter what you would turn to be spirits one way or another. Do you generally feel like these are entities that are choosing to be seen? Do you think that they have a choice in the matter? Do you think that they're there and you, we sometimes can perceive them whether they want to be or not? Or is, is there a want there? Do you think? Um, <clears throat> I think they make it known to me that they're there. Um, as far as seeing them, um, 
I can't physically see them. Um, I can feel them. This this is kind of the same way that I I describe my uh, my psychic abilities of clairsentient. Um, I I feel the animals around me. I make, I can tell it. it uh, my last dog passed in November. We had to put him down. Mm. Um, he was fourteen years old, and I could tell when he comes in the bed because he was heavier than my other dogs, and um, I could f tell his energy from the others, just from the bond that we had. We were very very close. He went through a lot. He got run over when he was two and a half and recovered from it and wow. um, lived a good life after that. And uh, so we really looked up to him because I believe animals teach us um, life lessons. I, I really think that our, our dogs and um, cats and, and whatnot are, are here to teach us um, ways of love. Uh, what better way of love, uh, what better example of unconditional love than a dog? Mm -hmm. you know? oh, I love that. You know, it's not something I've ever thought about, you know, other than just like loving my animals and, you know, just, but yeah, they, they are our teachers as well. Mm -hmm. For sure. It's beautiful. Okay. I think I want to go to the UFOs. You said you've seen <laughs> some UFOs. Tell us yeah. about that. <clears throat> I've seen um, UFOs on uh, three different occasions. Uh, actually four, three occasions with friends. Um, they were all at a distance, so it was nothing like really, really up close. Mm -hmm. um, the last one that I saw um, uh, occurred about a block away from my house as I was walking my dog down the street. Over to my left, in between the houses, I could see a bright object. And, you know, when I would walk in, in sync with in between the houses, I could see it. It was like kind of like moving in parallel with me. And... Um, when I got down to the corner, I stopped for a second. I looked over to the left and I saw it. It came out like over the street, but like I said, it was it was still up there pretty pretty high. You know, it wasn't really close or nothing. But it slowly came toward me and came toward me. And then just as it was over my head, it took off. It was just like Star Trek. You know, it was just like warp nine. It was like there, and all of a sudden it was like boom. It, it went so fast I couldn't. I, I was just like, and I just kind of said to myself. Did I just see what I thought I saw? You know, I did one of those second takes. Um, but that was the last time. Um, that happened about uh, maybe five years ago. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that one was the that definitive one. The others were kind of, you know, farther away and, and you know, just, you know, who knows. But this one definitely stood out to me. Mm hmm Wow. Um, what, what are your theories about UFOs? What's in UFOs? Like, do you have any theories? Well, um, I think they're definitely extraterrestrial. Um, whether they come from a different dimension or different planets, um, they found some kind of way to time travel, I believe. Um, you know, there's talk about portals and there's talk about, um, black holes that are used, uh, I think that there's way more advanced than we are um, and that it could possibly come from our future. You know, there's, mm -hmm. there's really a lot of unanswered questions. Um, I don't know if you followed it at all, but um, I think it was this year they were discussing it in Congress mm -hmm. about uh, revealing, you know, about coming out uh, with a big reveal. And I think it's only a matter of a few years. You know, I think they're kind of slowly breaking it to us. Um because I don't think they want to uh, scare people too much. People are yeah. very, very firm in their beliefs in some ways. And, and uh, that could really, really throw somebody to, uh, you know, if, if they came down here. And, and I, I've seen a lot of videos of, of um, aliens or alleged aliens um, on TikTok and on Facebook and different venues and stuff. And um, I think there's something to it. Yeah, I I don't know. I I feel like the government probably definitely knows more than they have ever told yeah. us. Um Absolutely. I I get this sense too of like we're building towards something and it's like the slow trickle and it's like we're it's like more talked about in the media. People are kind of like like you said like warming up to the idea, you know, it's like we have to start planting seeds so that they can like really mm -hmm 
come out. That's what I think, but I don't know. We'll see if they Maybe. actually do have a big reveal yeah. <laughs> at any point. <laughs> I'd like to see yeah. it happen. Me I too. mean, I really think that we all came to the stars and, um, you know, who's to say when we're incarnated, um, previous lifetimes, we could have came from different planets, lived on different planets, different lifetimes. Different dimensions, it's, yeah. It's a hard school, and that's that's uh, at least the way I understand it. it uh, it's it's a school where we're here to learn lessons. Um, there's a lot of density here, a lot of duality. Um, lacking in love, you know, as far as a, uh, a humanitarian thing, um, I think you have a lot of people that just... Um, have a love of money more than for a love of people. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of rules things. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think the, like the work that you do is so important. You know, you're just trying to spread more love and light and consciousness and help educate people. And I, we need that. We need more people who are, you know, that's, that's their mission and that's what they're trying to do. So thank you for being one of those people. No, thank you. You too. You as well. <laughs> You guys both are, are, are spreading um, more information with your show, you know, opening up people up to uh, to different ideas and, and um, different concepts, you know, that they might not be open to otherwise. Definitely what we're trying to do here, you know, and just give people who don't have a plat. I don't know if platform is even the right word but like they don't have an avenue for sharing their story and they might have had this experience and feel like I'm the only person people are going to think I'm crazy if I talk about that and I mean I have had people recently say to me you know um I can't talk about this with other people because they're going to think I'm crazy and I'm like or you could just start a podcast and talk about it with everybody <laughs> all know? the time all the time <laughs> you know and I wanted to say that when you were a few minutes ago when you were saying like you know not wanting to talk about religion like all on this in this platform at least like all those views are welcome and worthy of discussing because you know you you do think about things in a way that other people might not but it could help expand them and their understanding of themselves and the world so I, I think having these conversations is really helpful for sure I wanted to ask you a little bit more about shamanic reiki so I'm trained in Yusui Holy Fire Reiki. Um, I've dabbled just a little bit with shamanic practices. I've done a couple journeys and stuff like that, but I'm really interested in like what overall like shamanic Reiki is and like how you how you practice that. Well, um, shamanic Reiki encompasses the belief that every um, object um, has a soul, um, even a rock. Um, a plant, a stick, um, doesn't have to be, an, it can be an inanimate object that doesn't have to be alive. Um, and that just combines with uh, uh, the basic principles of Reiki, you know, as far as um, the belief in uh, natural healing um, and bringing the elements into um, the healing, um, uh, well, how would I want to say it, not procedure, into the healing um, practice. Um, the belief in the elements, um, for example, I call in the, the four directions. Um, anytime I'm going into sacred space and I ask for protection and I ask for um, for um, healing throughout any readings that I do um, to, um, to help transmute anything that might come up during a reading. And uh, I just feel that uh, um, I try to incorporate the, the shamanic way and the ways of Reiki into my practice that way. Mm -hmm. I don't really? do any hands-on. Okay. Um, I just didn't want to. Uh, I actually was going down that path before um, I got into being a psychic. Mm -hmm. um, and it was the uh, the last day of our psychic um, mediumship class. And I was only doing so-so and, and I had only taken it just to try to be able to read people better. And um, we had to read the uh, a surprise guest that came in that was actually a professional psychic. We got 10 minutes to read her. And um, when I gave her what I, what came through for me, her mother came through for me. And uh, she got very emotional for after, you know, what I told her and stuff, what, what I saw. And um, she told me, well, you should be doing this and, and you've got a gift for this and you should be 
uh, doing psychic work. And I was, I was telling her, well, no, I want to get into healing. Um, but then my path kind of steered, uh, veered toward that way after that. And uh, I was trying to do both, but it just, the psychic thing seemed to come naturally more to me. Um, the shamanic and the, and the Reiki things, I really had to, to focus more on. Mm -hmm. So I, I just decided to incorporate some of the um, practices uh, within what I do and mm -hmm. um, include it like that. Mm -hmm. no, would, would you would you say that you feel in some way, even if it's by some part of yourself, that you're being guided with this? Oh, definitely. Uh, um, I've been feeling guides for um, the last four years. Um, mm -hmm. I was going through a period of... of it, in my life where uh, um, things weren't going so good about four years ago. And um, I got an intuition to, uh, to look up uh, angel number 44 for some reason. I had no idea what angel numbers were at the time. And so I got my phone out and I looked up angel number 44 and I started reading through the, the, um, the different um, interpretations they had. And I found one that actually resonated with what I was going through at the time. And after that, I started using um, the angel numbers as a form of communication with my guides. And that's interesting. So in like, how are you using it to communicate with them? Well, I, I have a, a random number generator app that I use. And if I'm trying to contemplate on something and I need an answer to something or um, I got a problem or an issue or something, um, I just kind of put it out there and I just kind of, and I don't even say it out loud anymore because I know mm -hmm. that they can, my spirits guys can read my mind. I don't even have to, to say a thing. Um, I just put it out there and I'll look up the number and I'll look up the interpretations on there and read through them. And I usually get my answer. That's pretty um, cool. There was one time when um, Kim and I were having an argument and uh, I don't know, there's, there's, sometimes I give into her too much, you know, it's one of those those things, you know. Is this kind of just like give it to her just to just just to you know appease her and stuff. But I, I I held my ground on whatever we were arguing about. I was like, and I was muttering to myself, you know, I'm not giving into this, you know. I'm full, of, I'm tired of this BS, you know. And and all of a sudden, my phone, um, you know, the 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 the, the sound you get from your uh, it's a message, the ding. Mm -hmm. My phone dinged ten times in a row. And I tried to duplicate that, hitting that, hitting the, the thumbs up sign. I, I couldn't do it. I don't know how it did it. It went ding, 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 ding. And it was like a confirmation. I was like, you know, and, and I kind of said to the phone, well, if you can do that, how come you can't just send me a text message rather than going around this roundabout way trying to send me a message? <laughs> I'm supposed to read through all the stuff or interpret this number or figure this out or figure that out. If you can do that, why can't you just send me a text? Yeah. You know, it's so much easier. Cut the, cut the crap you know yeah let's streamline this a little bit please yeah. <laughs> oh that's funny yeah the breadcrumbing kind of gets old after a while you know i mean uh -huh. I, I get some, some days where i get really frustrated you know and i'll just say i'm, I'm not doing this no more i'm done you know uh -huh. and i've i have i've literally packed up all my stuff and put it in the box and just walked away for a couple days mm -hmm. you know and just uh you know but i always go back to it because it's like you know i can't i can't quit i'm not a quitter um, and this has just been been driving me, you know, this, they keep saying, don't quit. You're almost there. You're almost there. You know, you get that little nudge, you know, and those, those messages and just kind of, and, and a lot of my cards too, when I draw my cards, um, I get a lot of messages to the cards when, you know, especially I had, a, I had a question about Derek's Eagle proposal a few weeks ago, and I've got one card in my Shaman's Dream Oracle deck. And this, I never saw this card before because I've always just started using the deck. So I shuffled the cards, and, and the card that came up, it was um, Eyes of the Eagle. Now, if that was a confirmation about, about the, you know, asking about his eagle project, I don't know what is, because mm -hmm. Eyes of the Eagle in the bottom said Rise Above the Fray. And the fray that, that, that I interpreted that as being, um, there were some leaders in Boy Scouts because of Derek's disability that didn't believe that he should be an Eagle Scout, and were actually oh. trying to hold him back. And... Mm -hmm. um, I had uh, a couple that were really discouraging us from even trying to go before the Eagle board, you know, because supposedly the, the, uh, the, the Eagle scout um, candidate has to go before the board by himself. Derek's nonverbal autistic. I went there and um, 
we what we did was we drew we made a poster and said what his project was and included pictures and he held the poster up and I kind of talked for him and um, they were fine with that. So um, awesome. the card was 100% right, you know, and, and uh, in fact, I can find the card here for you. I got the deck right here. I'll try to shuffle through here real quick if I can find it. But it was just amazing when I, when I saw it. And even the angel numbers that were on there, because I read angel numbers when I read um, cards, I take those into consideration in the reading and um, even those lined up with, uh, I think it was one was uh, the first number of one and the second number was eight. One's a number of victory and success. Eight's a number of success and abundance. And um, so I knew after that card came up that we were, we were good to go. Mm -hmm. And just for the benefit of people who might be listening to this and don't, don't know uh, what angel numbers are, could you, one of you guys give maybe a brief definition of what, what what does angel numbers mean okay um angels communicate to us through numbers and um i discovered this um like i said through my guides telling me to look for for a certain angel number and the angel numbers have different interpretations for the number um it's really if you look online you'll find different interpretations for different numbers and you'll find the same meanings for different numbers um but uh, I have a, a list of the main numbers and the main interpretations, and that's what I use in my readings. Mm -hmm. They do wow. tie in. Um, they are pretty accurate. Now, it's going to be the last card here in the deck. Here it is. Eyes of the Eagle. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. for sure. <laughs> that's cool. That card came up, and I was like, okay, that was all I all I needed to hear. Yeah, and uh, we went there, and and everything went smooth and stuff. And now we're we're actually doing the project this Saturday, uh, which is I've been been in in a frantic mode in the last three weeks, trying to get everything lined up, um, the materials, trying to get make sure we get people there. Um, there's a lot to it really, and and helping him out, you know, with this. Um, he's got to show leadership in it, so he's going to be passing out three by five cards with directions on, um, for what we need to be done. Mm -hmm. And, uh, what is the project? Uh, we're re rebuilding two bridges at Rice Creek, and they have nice. to be rebuilt to be um, compatible for handicap accessible because awesome. they're going to turn the one trail into a handicap accessible trail. So the, the specifications are really, really, really rigid. Uh, we have to build a ramp up to these bridges, a, a short ramp. Um, but just designing that, I mean, I'm not an engineer. You know, I, I have no idea really what I'm doing. And it took some experimentation with some scrap wood and stuff to, to you know, finally figure out what was going to work. And uh, removing all the deck boards and replacing all the deck boards and then putting side rails on for uh, wheelchairs so they, they won't go off the sides. Um, and we're doing two of those bridges. Wow. So that's oh, wow. Project. Um, it's gotten to be more than what we thought it was, I think, at first. Mm -hmm. Um at first, we were only talking about replacing a couple of the bad boards, and then uh, um, they asked for a quote for all the boards to be replaced, and they decided they wanted to replace them all. So, and it's going to rain on Saturday too. So, of course, um, we're get it done no matter what. We got uh, 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 the leaders plus me. We got four determined adults that are going to work through the rain no matter what, unless it's an absolute downpour. And uh, I've got everything lined up ahead of time, so it should go smooth. That's awesome. Get off track. For sure. There. Yeah, no, that's a really, that's a super beneficial project that's going to like add so much, mm -hmm. you know, to the community. So I, I love that you guys are doing that. Yeah, that's great. And that spirit was giving, gave you that confirmation of like, yes, this is exactly what is, what you need to do. I love it. Well, it's amazing how, how these cards work. Um, I had a dream, uh, it's probably a couple of years ago. But that's how I developed my um, my Bear Spirit Oracle deck. Um, I had in this dream, I saw there was four people in the dream, and this one man had a deck of cards that he made. It was all his artwork, and he was showing me all this. And I was just amazed because they were just so colorful. And um, so when I woke out of that dream, I just had a, a an inkling, and I had just started to give um, angel card readings, different things, and one of the uh, groups on uh, on Facebook one of the spiritual groups on there. 
And then I had this dream about that. So then I got um, the intuition to make my own um, Oracle card deck. And I use that in readings and stuff. And that, that turns out to be pretty accurate, too. I I don't think I realized that was your your actual deck. Because, I mean, I've seen you do readings, like, on Facebook and Instagram. That's very cool. Um, yeah. I went, I've only got one deck. Um, uh -huh. In order to, to manufacture these, they're very expensive. Gotcha. Um, unless you want to send to, like, China, I guess. Uh, you know, and then you got to wait. Um, but I don't have any interest in selling them right now. But I've got a 44-card deck. This is the back of the deck. Oh, nice. Very cool. And my own design. And then um, the pictures I got, um, they're all um, public domain pictures. Mm -hmm. So I don't violate any copyright. So if I did want to manufacture them, I could. Nice. Um, and I just made up my own um, uh, um, my own inter interpretations. So yeah. I made a little booklet that could be made with it, but I don't go off the interpretations. I go off of uh, my intuition when I read the cards. Yeah. Um, I go, I, I, I look at the card and, and I see if the card's telling me something first. And then um, what I'll hear uh, from spirit about it. And um, I just kind of combine that. That's super interesting. That's, I mean, I feel like, when people start you know you you kind of i mean you made this deck so like you you know what the cards mean but like when you're first starting out like you're using the guidebooks to kind of get you started and then it's like the this the more you do it the more you're able to open up to that intuition and just really kind of like read the energy rather than like you know what is this specific card supposed to mean and i i really look at the uh the illustrations too especially like this this mm -hmm. shaman theme oracle deck um there's a lot in the artwork mm -hmm. and I'll look for things in there as I'm interpreting. And then I, I like the numbered cards too. Mm -hmm. um, I always look for numbers on my cards. Um, that's, it's a personal thing, you know, that, that I enjoy as far as uh, uh, reading off the cards. I mean, it seems like that's a lot of it has been very significant for you. Like the, the numbers and stuff like that, like every, everything has a meaning, there's a symbol in there. And so you know, that's just kind of how spirit communicates to you is not just through, you know, images, but through numbers too, which is very cool. I mean, sometimes I get some stuff through meditation. Um, I'll get ideas and stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and when I used to write my, when I used to write songs, when I first started writing songs, I, I did a lot of channeling and a lot of that would just come to me like complete songs and I couldn't write it down fast enough. That's kind of disappeared for a while. I don't know. I've gotten back into my music, but um, the flow of that, now it's just kind of, uh, I can come up with music faster than I come up with lyrics, mm -hmm. uh, which used to be the other way around. The lyrics used to, used to just flow. Mm. But uh, that's all part of it, too. You know, it's all part of the psychic thing. It's, it's, right. it's uh, um, Bob Dylan used to say, I don't write the songs, I just write them down. You know, yes. because it's, it's just out there in the, the collective consciousness, you know, and, and it's like the, um, and if you ever heard of, of people inventing the same thing at the same time, in different oh, yeah. parts of the world you know happens all just, the time yeah it, it's just that the, uh, the ideas are out there and it's just that i don't know the wavelengths the, how how things work how the energy works but, but some people come up with that same idea at the same exact time and mm -hmm. you know maybe a little different version each time uh, of mm -hmm. it but uh, the same thing you know is there a lot and, and uh, I, I really think that's a, a universal thing yeah uh, Liz Gilbert talks about that in her book, Big Magic, you know, how like creative inspiration is really coming from spirit, source, whatever, um, and how like if you are kind of like given an idea, like an inspiration, but you choose not to take it anywhere, it will go to somebody else because she had that experience where she had a very specific idea for a book. And she didn't do anything with it. And like two years later, somebody came out with that book that was just like too specific for like it to be coincidence, you know. There are no coincidences. I, I agree. <laughs> Everything happens for a reason in this universe. Yeah. When you were writing music back then, did you recognize that you were channeling? Or did what did you think it was? Yeah, I knew it was channeling. In fact, that right about that time was when I started going to see a psychic. Okay. Um, it, it it was coincidentally the, the same time I picked up music was 2004 um, because I was playing hockey at that time 
um, and I used to ride bike in the in the summers and stuff. You know, two thousand miles a, a year on the on the bike and stuff. And then uh, I got injured and I couldn't do that anymore. I had to find something in the winter. You know how the winters are up here. Mm-hmm. I had to find something to do in the winter and um, picked up a guitar and learned how to play guitar because I wanted to write music. And um, I had the inspiration when I was a kid, but I never did nothing with it. And it was just one of those late things that um, it was just time. And um, at first it was just like was flowing to me so fast, you know, the, the words and stuff would. And um, I picked it up and, and, and set it down a lot over, over the, over the years and stuff. But uh, I just got back back in July and there's a songwriting group that meets once a month. It's a block away from me. And um, I, I've really made a lot of good friends, like-minded people, um, positive people, people that want to um, want to advance themselves, you know, and it's, so it's, it's been a good thing. Awesome. I love that. Aaron and I were just talking, Aaron, for listeners who don't know, that's my sister. <laughs> um, but Aaron and I were talking last night how she had channeled like a, a poem. And I've I've done that before. And I remember one time in meditation, like a song download. And I'm not a musical person at all, but it was just like this very clear song. And I'm like, <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. Like, and there, I wasn't in a place where I could like write it down or anything like that, but it was this very beautiful, like healing song, you know, and for whatever reason I needed to channel that that day. But I think that's so cool that that's how it's worked for you in terms of just like yeah, opening up. Just, that... Things are just out there, you know, and, yeah. and you know, an idea or I think the idea might be planted in your head from um from your guides or from the universe Mm -hmm. and then um all of a sudden you just start getting this idea about writing a song and you come up with a line or two and then uh, maybe a couple chords and then all of a sudden it's you're off to the races with it you know it's 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 kind of fun really it's kind of challenging Mm -hmm. um and once i get going with with something as far as the flow of the of the uh, the rhymes and stuff i i usually don't have a problem with it because lately it's just been getting the idea the initial idea I read a lot of stuff about spirituality too, a lot, a lot of things about love, mm-hmm. peace. I'm a, yeah. I'm an old time hippie, you know. I mean, I grew up in that era. I, I missed Woodstock, I was too young, but <laughs> the ideas have always stuck with me, you know, the peace and love and, and um all the uh the good thoughts of that era, all the positive energy of that era. You know, yeah. that they, they want to change, you know, and that's that's kind of like the way the world is now. A lot of people want to change, but yeah. a lot of people go about it the wrong way, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's why we have to be the change we want to see, you know, and just radiate that out into the world. Yes. Yeah. So since you started just like opening yourself up to spirit, to your psychic abilities, how have things changed for you? Well, um, positive, more, a lot more positive energy, uh, a lot less worrying, uh, realizing that no matter how much you worry about something, you can't change it anyway. And, um, you know, it's, I still got a little bit of control issue. You know, I haven't fully let go, yeah. you know, I guess sometimes the ego just wants to still get in there sometimes, but, uh, I'm realizing that if you go with the flow of the universe and, and stay positive about things, um, that good things will happen to you, you know, mm-hmm. um, being kind to others, um, spreading love, spreading, um, um, good information, good, positive things. Um, I'd like to spread messages through my songs. Um, yeah. Uplift people uh, um, just along those lines, you know, just trying to be a, a better person, you know, continuously trying to improve yourself. All good things, all yeah. things we need more of in this world, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. My experience yeah. is tough. You know, like I said, just they sound kind of crazy and, I'm at the point now in my life where, you know, I would, I was hesitant. To, I, I came out with this last January, um, the videos uh-huh. put on YouTube, you know, I was really hesitant on even putting those out there because, uh, just the, the backlash, but one of my videos on YouTube has, um, I think it was 121,000 hits last I saw. Wow. Um, wow. It, That's cool. The blizzard of orbs took off for a while, but that kind of settled at 8,000. But this mm-hmm. other one that I posted that was actually uh november 22 that i recorded it. it was right after my dog passed and i set the camera back up and the the uh the audio quality is downhill because the camera is no longer supported 
but uh, you can still see the orbs in the in, in the videos and stuff. And a lot of the video hits that I got were from um, different countries too. It's hmm. neat. That is cool. Yeah, you don't sound crazy at all um, today. <laughs> I will just yeah. tell everybody. Um, we have a very hungry spirit in this house apparently because the snack cupboard just keeps being opened after I go and shut it and then it opens and then I shut it (laughs) (laughs) so I'm like are you hungry today like you've got my attention I don't know (laughs) what's going on here but you don't sound crazy no I don't know if um things like that happen like you know like I've had things disappear on me though in the house oh yeah yeah but I know I've had it you know and there was one time um not that long ago a friend of mine gave me a used hot tub and it needed some work on it. Of course, I'm mechanical, so I, I was able to fix it. And I was going to put it down in my basement. Probably not a good idea because of the moisture, you know, um, in, in hindsight. But I had, I was all set. I was I, I really wanted this hot tub down there, you know, just for mm-hmm. relaxation. And, you know, the older you get, the more sore you get and everything. Um, so I had this one part that I couldn't find when I was going back to put the pump back together. This part, and I, and I'm, I swear it was right there. I know it was there. It disappeared off the table. I never found it. I still can't find it. Mm. And then I gave up on the idea and decided just to, uh, um, you know, just to scrap the whole, the whole idea and just not think about it. And I think that was the message I was getting was, you know, no, you don't, you don't want this in your basement. Yeah. Oh, so they were like, we have to take this from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've had a couple of uh. things like that, that they've, uh, they've yeah. stopped doing, you know, just, yeah. just by something just disappears like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm very meticulous as far as when I when I put something down or I I don't lose stuff a lot, you know. And yeah. then when I do, I just, I just lose my mind because like I know it's there. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? Yeah. They got their way. Absolutely, I, we experienced that a lot at my parents' house. You know, they my mom and dad still sometimes experience that where things just go missing and you can't find it, or they turn up in the most bizarre places, like. You know, where you would never put that item. So, yeah, they, they like to take things. That's for sure. <laughs> Play games. Yeah, they absolutely do. Well, All we right. really I... appreciate you talking with us and sharing your stories and experiences. Jonathan. Yeah, this has like been great. Luck. Good luck with you guys. With your show. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you very you. much. Appreciate that so much. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you, Mark. I'm glad we got to talk today. See you later. <laughs> Take care. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for being here. If you have a strange story you want to share with us, email us at seekerandskeptic at gmail.com. We look forward to talking to you soon.